Welcome to Create Your Own Economy podcast, the weekly podcast that equips you with the know-hows, the strategies, tools, and resources to create your own economy, grow your business, and live the life you desire. If you have not done so, hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. I am your host, Bumi Ajibade. Look, you can see me grinning because in today's episode, I will be chatting with one of my mentors, the amazing Melissa West. She will just be sharing with us how she quit her nine to five to focus on and creating a thriving uh, uh, coaching business. What did she do? How did she do it? How did she, uh, you know, with all the people, you know, because, you know, people will have their own uh, uh, information or they want to say, why are you doing what you're doing and all that, but how did she get over that? And with her focus, uh, you know, incredible 30 minutes with you. So welcome. It's time to create your own economy. Hello, Melissa. Hi, Bumi. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm so excited. Uh, since I met you about eight years ago, I mean, I just want to listen to you. I just, you know, when you have a call to action, I just want to do it because you follow people that are doing the right things, that are doing things right. And you, you know, which people always say, know who you learn from, know who you follow. So you have not disappointed me, and I know you will not disappoint me because you are genuine, you are um, intentional in everything you do. So let me just tell you a little bit about, um, about my friend, Melissa. She's the founder and CEO of Extreme Results, where she helps leaders build purpose and values-driven businesses and lives. She has created two industry-tested and proven coaching system certifications. She is an author of two books. Also, she started her career as uh, a faculty member and mentor uh, of the John Maxwell team, where she served over 12 thousand professionals from over 140 countries. Melissa is an accredited professional certified coach, PCC. She graduated from Institute of Professional Excellence in Coaching, IPEC, and also uh, she holds a bachelor's degree in management information systems from the University of Wisconsin in Milwaukee. Melissa is happily married with her best friend, Chris, and her two adorable daughters. Oh, at times I want to pitch them uh, when I see them. Uh, so thank you, Melissa, uh, for really agreeing to uh, share with my audience and add value to them. Thank you so much. My pleasure, my pleasure. You know, I, I know you you graduated uh, um, uh, in uh, management system, information systems. That's technical. 
in the techie techie <laughs> world. And then you decided to, to just leave that and start your own business. So how and when did you know it was time to make that change? So, yeah, I had gotten into management information systems, which like, you know, you know it's techie, it's computers, it's um, software, hardware, all the things that I never really thought that I was going <laughs> to get into, um, even though I am fascinated with how technology works. Um, I it was it wasn't something that was my passion. It wasn't something that was really, you know, it, it didn't really make me come alive and draw out my best. It was a job and I, and I liked it. I'm not going to say I didn't. I liked it. I was fortunate enough to work for some really great companies and have some really great teams and bosses. And so really the thought of leaving, I was the crazy one. <laughs> I was the crazy <laughs> one because on paper, it, you know, I, it looked good. I had the degree, I had the good job. I worked for the great company. And, um, but when I started to know I wasn't in the right place was when really my job couldn't hold my attention and my focus anymore. My mind was always elsewhere. It was always looking for when it was going to be Friday and when it was going to be the weekend and when the next holiday was and when it was five o'clock. And so I noticed that I just wanted to get out of there. <laughs> um, and I really didn't even know at that time in the beginning, like what it was that I wanted to do or what my passion and purpose really was. I just knew that where I was, I, it, it, my attention, my focus, my, my desire to be there was like slowly, but surely waning. And once I did find personal development and coaching, and I saw the difference in me, I saw the difference in, wow, like this really energizes me. I'm obsessed with it. I can't read enough, watch enough, learn enough. Like I truly was obsessed <laughs> that I was like, wow, like this now, now we're talking, now we're talking. And so, you know, I think when, when someone starts to notice that they're just kind of going through the motions, they notice their mind is elsewhere. And if they have already identified what that, that passion or that, that, that purpose is for them, um, it's going to be really, really hard to just stay in an office or stay wherever, wherever their job is, for eight, yeah. nine plus hours a day, I mean, it almost becomes torturous. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> and like, I was like, oh my gosh, like, how do I get out? So, you know, noticing my mind, noticing my attention, my focus, um, feeling drained and just like, yeah, not really, uh, feel, just kind of feeling checked out. I knew that um, something needed to change. But I really didn't know how I was going to make it happen or anything like that. But that to me is, was the first step or the first awareness was like, okay, this place is not drawing out my best. It's not igniting my passion and purpose. I'm I'm not contributing to my highest level and of greatest value that I know I can bring. Um and so some like, okay, something's got to change. What do I do? But I had to be at that. For me, I was at that point where I was ready 
to start looking and exploring, okay, what is the thing going to be? I, I, I just love what you said because so many of us have been there and, and you know, my audience also, there was something you said when that job couldn't hold your attention any longer. And I think we get to that point and, and then we are afraid, you know, like, uh, what will happen to me? What will happen to my family? What will happen to my bills? What will happen to this? And then we keep on staying there. But again, you said when you felt it was no longer contributing to your highest value of who you are, but you were contributing to somebody else's value on the job because you were doing the job very well. Uh, but for you, it was like, okay, it's five o'clock. Oh, it's Friday. Then on Sunday, it's like, oh, can I have one more extra day on Sunday? <laughs> so bad, yes, yes. Right? So at that point, uh, you know, you just have to stop and, and say, there's something and I need to look for that thing. And COVID helped us to stop. Yeah. When we didn't want to stop, we felt we are so valuable. The job is so valuable. When COVID came, <laughs> we all shut down, right? Yes, yes. It, yeah, it was a forced, <laughs> a forced pause for everybody. The, the first one for everybody. And I know when you then came to that realization and you knew, okay, it's time for me to change, um, because you know you are family oriented, you are a very friendly person. I know some people will give you a cent or two. Why you should consider this? Why you should you know, think about this? Um, did you go to school for? How did you handle that? How did you handle other people's opinion about what you wanted to do? Yeah, I mean, I feel very blessed that. I had a lot of support. However, um, you know, I would say that, you know, 98% of me was like, this is it. I'm doing it. I'm so excited. This is my calling. And that, but that 2% is quite loud of just my own doubt. Right? Just, just you, just you, not, even, not even somebody even else. <laughs> without even anybody else's two cents, my little wow. 2% was was loud and so mm -hmm. i had to just manage uh, my own doubt now and now on top of it somebody else brings their two cents and now it starts to compound right so mm -hmm. i had to be very mindful of of who and what i was listening to with their two cents i almost didn't want anyone's two cents. I was more telling them. I wasn't asking them. I was telling them. Telling them. That is the difference. I was telling you, this is what I'm doing. I'm not asking you if this For is your opinion. I do. do not want yeah. your opinion. <laughs> I mean, but people are going to give it to you anyways. Right. And so, of course, um, you know, and my, my dad, my parents, um, well, my dad was very practical and like, okay, um, you know, have you thought this through? How are you going to make money? Where do you, you know, like the practical, logical, like good dad questions. <laughs> um, my mom, on the other hand, she was a little bit more afraid. She was afraid that I was going to fail and that it was going to be really, really hard. And so I didn't really have her support right up front. She was um, 
like, don't do it. You're going to fail. And, and that really stung like that. She thought like she was thinking, oh gosh, you're going to fail. Basically was like, she didn't believe in me. Um, and I really wanted her belief in me. And it was actually a turning point though, because I, at that time realized I was going to do it anyways, with or without support. I wanted her support. I wanted her to believe in me, but with or without her believing me, I was going to do it. And so I think that there's this, there's this point at which you have to decide that your belief in yourself is more important than somebody else's belief in you. That's hard. Now that's easier said than done, right? That's, mm-hmm. that, that's yep. hard, but going in with the intention of like, I've made this decision. I'm doing this. Um, this is an expression of my purpose and who I am to not do that, to listen to somebody else's opinion of saying, no, don't do it. Or why don't you wait? Like, that's a big one, right? Well, just wait, like, wait, you know, um, is like, is really their, it's like their own stuff. Like that's their reflection of their own fears and their own beliefs. And, and so you just got to really be protective of, what you believe in and what you want, because yeah, uh, you're going to get all sorts of opinions. And, and there were some people that, especially like colleagues and stuff, when they were like, what are you doing? Like where, what, like, cause these are corporate people, right? Corporate techie people that, and nothing against techie people. They're awesome. But, um, you know, very logical, very, mm-hmm. yes. um, you know, spreadsheet oriented. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, and you know, on the spreadsheet, it didn't make sense that I was leaving. So I was very brief, was very short and sweet um, to the people that I thought probably wouldn't necessarily get it. So, I mean, you got to think, okay, who are the people that don't really need to know all the details? Keep it short and sweet. Mm-hmm. Who are the people that are really important to you that you do want their support, but you're going to do it regardless of what they say. And then there are also people that are very influential on you and you do want their advice. You do want their opinion. Um, and so there's probably a, a variety of different types of people in your life. You just got to know, okay, how much weight am I going to give what this person says? Yes. Because uh, it, it can be dangerous to give somebody too much weight in their what they have to say, even though they love you, even though they're coming from a you know from what they think is you know a good place. Um, at the end of the day, your dream is on the line. At the end of the day, your purpose is on the line. Yes, and definitely. There's a huge. There's a greater cost in you're not just taking their two cents and you know and running with it. it it's going to cost you more than two cents if you abandon your dream because somebody else can't get behind it. So definitely, yeah, definitely. And you know, nine to five, when we're at corporate America or whatever job you are doing, which is J-O-B nine to five, the mindset of that job is totally different from the mindset of creating your own business be in charge of your own business uh, and just be that the owner, the boss. So how did what did you do about the mindset shift? Yeah. You know, to, to I, put you where you are. 
I had a big learning curve with that. <laughs> um, all I knew was nine to five. All I knew was how to work for somebody else. All I knew was, you know, being basically a W-2 employee. So to now be the decision maker, the bank, right? Like it's one thing to use your company's money on something. It's another thing to use your own money. Um, but just to make the decisions to be in charge of the, all where the money was going in and going out, um, time management too, just how I used my time. There were a lot of things that I had to really learn along the way that I was not a natural at. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I went into it and I would say in the beginning, I probably actually ran my business more like an employee than I did like an entrepreneur. And <laughs> I just had to learn uh, the hard way along, you know, I learned along the way. So I, I say that just because anybody can be an entrepreneur if they're willing to build the muscle, the mindset muscle of what, uh, how an entrepreneur thinks and operates. And yeah, and I wasn't a natural at that. So it took me understanding how, from a time management standpoint, how to work smarter, not harder. It took from a standpoint of looking at money and budgeting and invest, making investments, you know, using my money wisely, but also looking at, okay, spending money isn't a bad thing as long as they're investments. If I'm putting money into the business, if I'm putting money into developing me, um, you know, those were things I had to look at differently than when my company was paying for my, you know, me to go to a workshop or a conference versus now mm -hmm. I definitely that, right? because that's a lot. Right. Yeah, and I was and the I, sales I, and marketing team. I was the HR team. I was the, you know, the development Jack team. Jack of all trades. All of it. And this is in the beginning, right? Like obviously over yeah. time you can build your team, but in yeah. the beginning, you're all of it. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. 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 You you know, you are all of it. And and one of the things that you said is the value of uh uh giving to yourself uh uh learning. Uh, the value of attending workshops, the value, and that is what you do now because you have been through it. And as a coach, you are so authentic. You know, you are talking to people, you are helping people uh, with their mindset. You know, how do you move from this mindset? You are talking from your own experience. And also you are talking from what you, are, you have also learned from thousands of people that you have been blessed to coach, to support them in developing their business. So um, how important is self-development for an entrepreneur? Because we talk about self-leadership. You, can you have self-leadership without self-development? I, I mean, right. I, right. I mean, it's like... <laughs> can you grow something without water? It's like, no, um, you know, I, I think that, like I said, I think for any, even if somebody is more of a natural as an entrepreneur, I, there's still so many unknowns of how to build, to grow, to lead, to scale. And so as an entrepreneur, like you are in a constant state of growth and learning and trial and error and all the things. And, and yeah, um, you are the golden goose. Like you are, 
you know, the prize, if you will. And so if you're not investing in yourself, if you're not investing in your business and learning how to grow and scale and, and expand, um, it's going to be not only going to be a rough patch. I don't, I don't, I mean, like how long can you last? Right. I mean, I just think the marketplace is fast moving. Businesses are mm-hmm. constantly changing. Clients want different things. You got to stay on top of your skill, like your craft, your skill of coaching or training or leading or speaking. Um, there's a, I mean, it's a lot. And so you have to be investing in yourself. You have yeah, to. Even, yeah. Even if, even if you have products to sell, um, whatever it is, you have to keep on learning. Things are changing. I mean, you can't say because I've had this product and for people that are, their personality is high, high, very high S. It's like, if it's not broken, don't fix it. No, there are sometimes even if it's not broken, you have to know, is it relevant now? Mm-hmm. I have this product. What can I do to bring it into this you know, to make it relevant. Or um, if I had a coaching business, uh, photography, what are the new things? Uh, whatever it is, it's very important for you to uh, spend money. I mean, spend money in developing yourself so that you can develop the business. Exactly. Because if you are the same person with the same mindset 10 years ago, and then you want your business to be in another century, you can't. Right. You can't. And you know, and I think not only does, not only does the marketplace change and adjust and evolve, like we, our life changes and evolves. And so like when I first started building this business, I was, you know, single, I didn't have any kids. It was my obsession. It was my baby. And I could build it very in person. I could go to all the networking meetings. I could just like be out into the, in the community. Well, after I got married and had two babies, it was kind of like, I wanted to be home more. I didn't want to travel as much. I didn't want to be going to every networking meeting in the Mm -hmm. evening and all those things. So I had to learn how to build an online business. I had to Mm -hmm. learn how to be more virtual. And so, you know, I changed, I changed. And so my business Mm -hmm. model changed. And so I think that it's also, you know, the marketplace is going to change, but then even with COVID, it was like many people had to change their business model Mm -hmm. because of COVID. COVID, Um, Yep. Life is going to happen. Life is going to happen. And so you're going to need to learn different business models, different ways of leveraging social media, networking, all, you know, product sales, services, sales of your services. I mean, it is a constant state of change that you are. And and honestly, entrepreneurs love learning. So we're like, yes. oh, like, oh, goody, I get to learn something new today. And yes. so he, it, it, that I say all of this because it's actually very exciting. <laughs> it's very exciting to learn how to get out there in the world and serve people and make money in a different way. I didn't know I could um, make a good, great living working from home, you know? And so yes. you learn these different things, but you got to invest in yourself and in your business. That is the thing. And what I, what I also notice is some entrepreneurs just think, oh, I don't have money uh, because, you know, uh, money is tight. I'm putting everything in my business and all that. And they're only looking for free stuff. And free stuff is good. I'm not 
Still, I love free things too. Free stuff is good, uh, but really investing in yourself. I mean, I know there was there was a time you were, you know, I was in one of your classes or something, and you just talked about investing your, in yourself, a training that cost you uh, tens of thousands of, of dollars and all that. So I just want to say that for, for my tribe to say investing in your personal development is investing in your business and it will pay. I promise you it will pay well. So uh, the other thing that people always ask for is, you know, I, I know I started my business while I'm still at, you know, my nine to five, my side hustle, and I want to go full time. So what do I do? How do I get ready? What are some steps I need to take? Because I'm scared, right? What do you tell those uh, entrepreneurs or those side hustlers or you know, people that want to scale their business and expand their business. Yeah, I think the very first step is to really make the decision you're going to do it. Like, you got to make that decision and commitment to say, all right, I'm going to look at this as a full-time business, not a side hustle. Because if it's always looked at as a side hustle, it will always be a side hustle. If it's looked at like a hobby, it'll always be a hobby. It won't be a, a true business. Um, so I think first is deciding what do you want? What do you want really this to become? And once you decide and say, like, I remember I wrote on a index card that I, you know, the, basically the vision of my coaching business. And I wrote, and then I set a date. I said, I was going to leave my corporate day job, set a date. Now at this time I knew nothing. And it was like nine months from that. It was nine months away. And when I set that date, I didn't even really have a client base. I didn't wasn't really bringing in enough money or anything. So how I was going to get there, I had no idea. But I really believe if I wouldn't have made that commitment and set the date and made that decision in advance, I would have kind of waffled and, you know, dabbled mm -hmm. and did yeah. a little bit and all that. So if you're really wanting to do this, you really got to make that commitment, make that decision, set a date. The other thing I think is really important because, hey, at the end of the day, we have bills, we have families, we have responsibilities, is you really do have to look at financially what like what's it going to take to to really make this work. And I don't know about you, but I shied away from looking at numbers. I didn't want to look at the numbers. I just I just wanted to believe. Right. I'm going to believe in myself and I'm just going to do it. And. I, that yes, that energy is so great, but you really got You got to look at your numbers. You got to yes. know like what is it going to take for this to actually be a a, a decision that you're going to that you can get your energy behind it. Um, and once you know what is it really going to take financially, now you can actually start to map it out of like, okay, how do I get there? What's like, how many clients do I need? How many workshops do I need to run? How many? widgets do I need to sell? How many books do I need it? Like once you have a, a date and a number um, and a commitment to that, now you can start to really, uh, you know, reverse engineer it and take a look at what does it take for me to get there? 
what I also did after I made those decisions, I looked at my numbers. Um, then I looked at my time because I knew that I wasn't going to get there just by blinking, but that I was really going to have to commit from a time standpoint because I was working nine to five, right? So I was, <laughs> you know, my, my hours were limited. And mm -hmm. I think that, um, yeah, it's hard when you have a family, when you have a, already a job, but you really got to find those pockets of time, even if it's 15 minutes here or an hour there. Like, how can I put that 15 minutes toward my business? How can I put that hour toward my business? And starting to take a look at what do you have from a time standpoint to really invest in this? Because you got to get visible. You know, you got to yes. um, start to create connections you know, a, like just be visible and be known. I always say, tell the humans, the humans need to know you're here. Like you got to go be visible and tell the humans, um, be seen, be heard, be infectious. And um, so I, you know, I think knowing your numbers, setting that date, making that commitment, looking at your time, because once you start to invest the, your time in being visible now and building some, momentum that's the key is momentum mm -hmm. the key is building momentum because if yeah i can get a client here i can get a client there but if i can't like i'm not impressed by somebody who can get a client or run a workshop write a book like i'm impressed by the people who can get client after client after client after client yes. after client who can get workshop filled after workshop filled after workshop filled and so this is not a one hit wonder, you know, oh, I got a home run. Now I can quit my day job. No, no, you got a home run, but now we got to create some momentum off of that. Yes. Wow. Because wow. if you don't think about sustainability, if you don't think about longevity, um, it, then you'll wonder why the next workshop didn't fill, fill or the, or the next, where's the next client going to come from? And I think that that's like one of the hardest things for entrepreneurs, especially like people that do our type of work mm. is just this feast or famine. It's either, you know, you've got clients or you don't got clients. Oh, you don't. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> you, you're either, right. You either have a sold out workshop or you've got no tickets. No, no, no ticket. Yep. I, and I have been there too. <laughs> So am I. So am I. I think it's like our rite of passage is you have to have like a flop or many flops. Um, and so, you know, but so that's actually a really good point, not only to create momentum, but also know there's going to be there are going to be flops. There's going to be times when you fall flat on your face. And that's why going back to what you were saying about investing in yourself. That's why it's so important to invest in yourself, because guess what? When you're investing in yourself, most likely who you're around are other people who are investing in themselves and mm -hmm. you're surrounded by mentors and who are a few steps ahead of you. And so when, not if, but when you fall on your face, you have a network, you have a circle of people that are your people that are going yes. through the same thing, then they're done that they're a few steps ahead and they can help you get back up and dust yourself off again to get to stay in the game stay in the game. So, you know, uh, that is such a, an important piece of this too, is just who you're surrounding yourself with, because yeah, you're going to have people or friends or family that, you know, even if they support you, it's going to be really hard for them to watch you trip and stumble and fall. And yes. so you need people around you who yeah. 
know how to see you fall and know how to help you get back up again. Um, because it, it, ha- it happens. It's, it's part of the pro it's part of it, right? It's yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, that fear, I, I, that is the, that is what causes this fear, you know, the fear of failure. Nobody wants to fail. And I think fear of failure is the most common fear. I mean, mm-hmm. nobody wants to fail. You don't want your kids to know, oh my God, mom failed at whatever. But you know what? When we fail forward, when we learn from the flop, when we learn from when we fell down or uh, we thought this product is the best and then, yeah, you sold it one time and the next time nobody is even trying to buy it. At that moment, at that moment, when we begin to, to doubt or to be afraid, how do we overcome that? What do we do to overcome that? That's a whole workshop. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I, that's I, a big one. That's a big right? one. That's a big one. But honestly, like one of if I were to invite your listeners to do anything with the fear of failure is to change their relationship to fear. Because mm. fear is part of the human experience. It's not meant to eliminate or get rid of. It's part of it's part of being human. And so when we try so hardly, we try so hard, I'm sorry, we try so hard to avoid fear, failure, messing up, embarrassment, disappointment. Like we're in this, we're navigating, trying not to fail, trying not to be disappointed or, or you know, whatever we're trying not to waste money or or spend it on the wrong thing it's like fear has this chokehold on you it's it owns you and that's Mm. really where when you shift your relationship to fear you own it it doesn't own you you can experience it you can have it but it's not going to whip you around like a rag doll Mm. owning you and you can say wow you can acknowledge and say wow like whoo Ooh, I'm, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm afraid. I'm afraid this, this isn't going to work out. I'm afraid no one's going to buy. I'm afraid. Okay. It's okay to be afraid. I think that's the biggest thing is like, yes. it's okay to be afraid. It's okay yes. to have doubt. It's okay. You're human. You get to, here's your little permission slip. Here's your pass. You get to <laughs> be afraid, have doubt, question it all. You get to experience that. And then you get to choose what are you going to do with that? Are you going to let that control you in taking or not taking your next step? Or are Mm. you going to, as they say, do it afraid, take the fear with you and just say, all right, you can come with, but you're not in the driver's seat. I'm in the driver's seat. Yes. The truth is is, I can be afraid. I can be shaken in my shoes and I can still do it. Do it. I can still send the email. I can still make the post on social media. I can still go introduce myself to that person. I can still do it. Even if I'm like, oh my God, is this going to (laughs) work? Right? Like I can still do both. And the more we don't allow fear to own us. The le- then it's just like a it's just some background noise that's like mm. oh yep yep I'm afraid of that 
All right, let's go anyways. Oh, here we are. I'm doubting myself. Okay, but the truth is, the truth mm. is that isn't my truth. The truth is, is I'm just nervous. I'm re- I don't want to be rejected. I don't want to mm-hmm. waste money. Or, you know, I don't want this to fail. And who does? Nobody does. Nobody does. Nobody, Nobody does. does. <laughs> so <laughs> Melissa has given us a pass. You got your pass to be afraid and to have some doubt. The pass that you don't get is to allow those things to be in the driver's seat. That's the pass you don't get. You know, so you can be afraid, but you know what? Go out and do it. Because if you don't do what you are created to do, if you if you are not becoming who you are created to become, you are just missing out on life. You know, you are missing out on life. So don't let fear paralyze you. Uh, to the extent that you don't want to do anything. I said, okay, you know what? I think uh, I just keep on going with my nine to five, maybe one day. No, Melissa said, make a decision, make a commitment, set a date and your finances. That is so important. Know how much you need to live monthly to pay your bills and have some savings, you know, so that as you are developing the business, you have something to help you uh, pay the bills so that you are not running back and all that. Oh, Melissa, I wish we had two hours to do this. <laughs> all right. And, and you know, Melissa, I told you Melissa um, is an author of two books. And one of the books, Melissa, could you raise that up? I'm sorry, I don't have my book here with me. All right, this one. That is one of the books. Hot Pursuit. And this book just chronicles Melissa's journey, um, how she went about it. And you know what? She did not sugar quote anything. She didn't quote anything. She said it as is. And I know you will pick one or two things that will strengthen you as you go on this journey, uh, as you want to quit your nine to five and create a thriving business for you creating your own economy, creating your own source of income, uh, living in your truth, living in who you are, your vibrant self, the way God created you to be. So um, that book is on Amazon. We are going to leave you a link for you to to go in and, um, and, and buy the book and read more. And, you know, also if you want to reach out to Melissa, We'll also have her information for you to do that. Melissa, I really want to thank you for your time. And look, my friends, if you are, if you really want to take a leap, if you are thinking of leaving your nine to five and building a thriving business, creating your own economy, uh, your own source of income, or increase or grow your business in 2023, everybody is... Uh, Setting goals, right, Melissa? This is the time we are setting goals for next year. And invite you to consider um, uh, a boot camp that I have in January for entrepreneurs. And you know what? Melissa is the queen of boot camps and she does it so well. So I tell you, I've learned from the best. I tell you that. So we, you know, if you want to take your side hustle to a full-time business, you want to be your own boss, 
if you are thinking of retirement and it's like, what do I do when I retire? Um, if you are thinking of what is my purpose? How do I know what my purpose is? How do you align your purpose with your business, with your passion? If you are thinking of all those things and also how to break the barrier of things that are holding you back. But one of the things that we didn't talk about, Melissa, is uh, the lies we tell ourselves why we are not being successful. And Melissa calls them bogus stories that we tell, tell ourselves. If you want to overcome all those, I invite you to join me at my bootcamp in January. And it will be a six-week bootcamp where I will personally coach you uh, from the beginning on your purpose, your clarity and alignment of vision, your mindset, how to get a new mindset for the new business, because you cannot put new wine in old bottle. We all know that. <laughs> At times, you know, I think I need to see it, you know, not put new wine in old bottle because it will... So if you want to develop your, you know, your business plan will help you with your customer journey, your marketing, all that. And I will personally coach and mentor you for that period of time. So click on the link below for more information on that. Melissa, I want to thank you, my friend. Um, you're an amazing woman, amazing uh, person, because you have to be a good person. Um, uh, who is living in their truth to be able to have a thriving business. So thank you for your time and I really appreciate you. Oh, thank you so, so very much. I feel blessed and honored to be just part of your journey and to have been able to see you thrive and grow yourself. So thank you, I appreciate you so much. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. The best gift you can give me is by sharing this podcast with your friends, your family, and reviewing it, which will help this podcast to grow organically. If you want to create your own economy and live the life that you deserve, join my next workshop or schedule time with me. My purpose may as well be to help you on your journey. Visit clarogr.com forward slash workshop. See you again next week.